Hey guys, and welcome to the first Koji Living podcast on YouTube. How exciting, right? Although we aren't new to podcasting, we definitely are new to it being on YouTube. So let's hope for the best, maybe? Yeah? Okay. Being honest with you, I had written maybe about a 30 minute script about this podcast, and it was gonna be really good about how we moved here and all that stuff, but it didn't feel genuine or authentic, so I just kinda wanna rant for a little bit. So my brother and I have been here now a year. We moved here on March 24th, 2022, and we arrived in Narita Airport from Hawaii on a direct flight, which took us about eight hours. And I think because of COVID-19 and its restrictions, the screening took us another five hours and maybe about 10 miles of walking. So everybody coming to the country now is really lucky because they don't really have to do anything I think anymore except show them vaccination cards. And I think as of May, they don't have to do anything at all. So congratulations to everybody who gets to come in easily. Our first year of living in Japan was probably one of the strangest and probably most chaotic moments of my life and probably would be for a lot of people. We had initially chose a very small town called Tokigawamachi in Saitama Prefecture, which was probably, I think it was about three and a half hour drive from Tokyo, as well as a three and a half hour train ride from Tokyo. So pretty much either way, it took some time to get there. Initially, I will say that this was not a shock to us because our real estate agent had specifically told us that we were far from Tokyo, but it didn't really sink in until we actually moved there where we realized that if we really wanted to do anything, we needed to get another form of transportation other than the train because it kind of only came every hour. Also for the fact that to get anywhere in our town, it would take some time because it was kind of spread out even though it didn't have a lot to provide, the things that it did provide were pretty far from each other. I would say that the first two weeks before we had our car were probably some of the most trying moments of our lives because we were very restricted to our town specifically and the places that we could walk to. So the idea of grandeur, of exploring Tokyo at night, all of these things that were in my brother and I mind were not happening because of logistics. So us taking the step and actually getting a car was a really big step forward for us and it gave us kind of a renewed sense of freedom and ability to explore our town and of course the surrounding area. But of course, as much as freedom as our car had provided us, it gave us a new layer of difficulty. The first week of us having our car, we broke down about two hours away from our home which was really stressful because it took us about two and a half hours to get to the nearest garage where the mechanic would fix it. But that day we ended up having to walk about 10 or 15 miles home, which really honestly kind of sucked. But it was a good experience between my brother and I because we got to see the surrounding areas of our town firsthand because we were walking through them. This was one of the biggest differences between us being in Hawaii and us being in another country. We don't have a support network or didn't have a support network at the time in Saitama. So there was nobody we could call for help. So it was pretty much just walk. Around the same time of all of this happening, we met one of our neighbors and his name is Prabhat and his wife's name is Kana. And they ended up taking us under their wing basically to show us around introduce us to people and kind of 
slowly work us into their own little network. At the time of meeting them, I didn't expect to form the relationship that we ended up forming with them, which is really good now. We almost consider them family. Uh, but at that time, you know, we, we thought they were just going to be our neighbors that we would see every now and then. So after our car was fixed, we continued exploring the surrounding areas. We drove to Tokyo a couple of times and, you know, the drive was pretty bad. And honestly, a lot of the drivers in Tokyo are just pretty bad at it in general. So it kind of turned us off to the idea of driving into Tokyo to have fun, you know, that vision of Japan that a lot of people see, ourselves included. Which brought us to spend more time in town. And because of that, we ended up getting really close with the family that I had just mentioned. And they started to teach us about the way that they live. And they showed us around their farm. They started providing us with a lot of fresh produce every day. And I think since we moved there, because of them, we never had to buy vegetables at all. Because they always provided us something fresh from their farm. Needless to say, I am incredibly thankful for this family and so appreciative and thankful that we actually met them. So the first couple of months were kind of a blur. You know, they went by slowly and quickly at the same time. There's no real way to explain it. Until about July when our mother was planning on coming. We were excited because we had established a friendship network with our neighbors. They were going to take care of the dog so we didn't have to worry about anything. And it was really exciting to... Uh, have our mom come because it was the very first time she was actually visiting Japan So the night before she arrived we facetimed her we showed her on our house We told her hey, this is where you're gonna be sleeping Showed her the neighborhood and she had kind of FaceTime a little bit with our neighbors So she knew who they were and she was really excited to you know come with our dad on this little journey for her first discovery of Japan basically and we were excited for her too then after our telephone call with our mom we decided that you know since we had finished cleaning the house and everything was ready we were just gonna stay in that night it started to rain and we we're like okay we don't want to go out anyway in this so let's go to the convenience store get some snacks and yeah that's what we decided to do on the way there and while we were in the store the rain really started to come down and i mean like really come down to the point where when we got back to our house there was a literal river flowing down our stairs into our garage area and it was probably about six to eight inches deep. It was kind of crazy. I was wearing slippers so I was able to run upstairs and grab my brother his slippers so that he could get out of the car and get into the house. About the same time that we had started to get like open the door, we started hearing these like cracking sounds. Um, it's really hard to explain other than just really loud cracking and maybe splintering sounds. But we got inside because we were worried about whatever was going on, you know, coming down on us. And so we got into the house. That's where a lot of stuff got crazy because the noise started to get louder. I went outside to check what was going on and realized that the water that was coming down had forced the retaining wall behind our house to actually push forward and the mountain was actually coming down and pushing out against our house. Needless to say, I panicked, ran back into the house, told my brother to grab whatever he could, grab the dogs, and let's get the heck out of here because the mountain was about to come down on our home. And sure enough, within about 10 minutes of that, it did. Our house became basically compressed, 
we barely got out of our house with our dogs and some of our you know important documents and we made it to our friend's house which is down the road a little we were a little bit in shock didn't know what to do but we did what everybody would do and we called our parents and we told our mom hey this is what happened don't know what to do you're supposed to come tomorrow but we're now homeless so what do you want to do and our mother did what most moms would probably do she told us to shut up she's coming and she wanted to ensure that we were okay you know for herself so she was going to come anyway help us get established and just figure things out with us but she wanted to physically be here for us because of what we had just gone through we of course debated this but we couldn't really do anything because she was coming anyway but after talking to our friends they assured us that they wanted us to continue what we had planned they didn't want tragedy disaster negativity in a whole to affect our lives so they told us just go get your mom do what you plan and you know basically live your best life and they were, they were going to make sure we were okay so with a little hesitation we took their advice and we did what they had asked us to do or not asked us to do but reassured us we could do and we decided to go get our mom and then eventually start taking a vacation with her to kyoto which kind of in turn was really good that we did that because i think it was the spirit moment of uplifting that we needed to make us realize that we were going to be okay and that we were very lucky and fortunate to have the people in our lives that are allowing us to do this supporting us to do this and just giving us the ability to heal from what we had just lived through so we spent about a week or so in kyoto and nara and osaka just driving around enjoying the you know the views the deer everything the food was amazing it was such a great trip and i'm so happy that we actually did do it on the way back through the shinkansen our mom kind of got a little bit serious at that point and she said okay we have to figure out what we're going to do she didn't want us to give up on our dream of living in japan but she also needed to ensure that we were going to be okay Again, we were homeless at this point, so we really didn't know what we were going to do. Uh, we were basically staying in our friend's guest house, which we were fortunate enough to be able to do. And so we were really kind of at this point of just wandering. Until we got back into Tokigawa, when our friend told us that the very next day after getting back to Tokigawa, she had arranged for us to have a temporary house for about a couple months. At this point, I had no idea what to say other than thank you because this was not her problem. She has her own life. They have their own business. They have two kids. They have so much going on in their life and they're helping so much other people. For them to take the time out of their life to do this was something that I just had never experienced in my life. This brought unbelievable relief to our mother because now she knew we had a place to live, a safe place to live where we could regroup reestablish what we're going to do and figure out life as a whole. So we picked up the keys to the temporary house. Our mother of course did what all moms do and she bought us things that we don't need but they actually ended up helping us in the long run because moms know everything. And she made it along with our friends so that we were comfortable and had everything we possibly needed for the time that we were going to be there. The time eventually came where our mom and dad did have to go back to Hawaii because our mom still works, so she needed to go back to her job and you know, but she did what she could and she really did help us get in a position where we were able to jump forward into the future and really pursue figuring out our life again. 
So I'll be honest, we took about a week or two weeks or so off to just kind of like regroup, re-strategize and figure out, maybe just process everything that had happened. And we realized that we had to push forward and our mom was right that we couldn't give up on this dream, not yet. And we decided to sit down as a family, figure it out. And we decided that we're going to look for a new home figure it all out, move into that new home, and just go from there. We literally searched the entirety of Japan for a home from the very southern tip to the very northern tip all the way up to Hokkaido. Being completely honest, again, like we had no idea where we were going to land up. We didn't want to spend a whole lot of money and we definitely didn't want to go to a place that was inconvenient for us because we had this opportunity to find a new place with the information and knowledge that we have now about Japan and how it is to live in a rural area. So countless hours of searching online, having people look at the properties that we're looking at, we finally decided that we we're gonna be better off closer to family. So we decided to move to Hokkaido where our cousin lives in Sapporo. The process of us securing our house took about a month or so. And within that time, we were able to you know finalize the details of what we needed to do do the paperwork we needed to do with our town hall our old town hall and kind of just give us the opportunity to spend time with our friends because we knew we were going to be leaving i think the last week that we were in tokigawa we didn't do much with anyone other than kana and prabat because we didn't really want to deal with the emotions that came with it we were okay that we, we had already said our goodbyes to everybody, so we didn't want to readdress that, you know. So we spent time with the people that really helped us, and I would say that the last week there was a beautiful one. Then we started our 26-hour journey via car from Saitama to Aomori, and then from Aomori to Hakodate, and then from Hakodate to Sapporo. My brother, being the champ he is, took on the task of driving us. So he drove us for most, if not almost all of that journey, which I should state that I am very thankful for. The drive up was something pretty amazing. We got to see a lot of parts of Japan that we probably honestly would have never seen if it wasn't for the situation that we had just gone through. So for that aspect, I'm pretty thankful. Arriving in Hokkaido was something different because once we crossed the strait, we realized that Hokkaido looks a lot like where we're from, the big island of Hawaii. And it was almost a sense of like, hey, we're coming home, but not really. So after some technical difficulties, we were able to finally move into our new home around a little bit before our birthdays. So that was really nice because we were able to celebrate our birthdays in our new home. So there was a period of time between September and I'd say early November where we had family visit, friends visit, and our cousin visit. And it was really nice to be able to kind of christen the new home with family and friends. It was something that we weren't necessarily able to do when we first moved to Japan. So this was a really nice aspect of this time in our lives is the transition period was filled with family and friends. As we had finally started to get things settled, our dogs decided to surprise us and they decided that they were going to start a family of their own. So in November, towards the end of November, I believe it's the 29th, 
our golden retriever labradors ended up having a litter of 10 puppies that story in itself is another story for another time but long story short we are now the proud owners of eight additional puppies into our lives two of them were able to go to our veterinarian which was totally awesome of him to do but other than that we now have 10 dogs i think it was the day after or a couple days after the puppies were born the first snow of winter actually started coming down and that was a new experience for me i've never lived in a climate that could snow regularly so with all of this going on it was kind of crazy for me to also be taking in a new aspect of environment that i would be surrounded by for the rest of my life having the puppies definitely added a new layer of difficulty to life because we now had restrictions on how long we could stay out how hot or cold the house had to be so it was definitely a difficult period but one that we did get through with a lot of trial and error and we're here where we are today but yeah summing up our first year in japan we moved from hawaii to japan we moved to a small town named Tokigawa Machi in Saitama Prefecture. We started to explore the area around us until a sudden flood happened and destroyed our home. After that, we were required to restart our lives again in Japan. And, but this time we had a little bit more knowledge so we were able to make a better and more educated decision on some of the things that we decided on and then we moved to hokkaido started to get settled and we had puppies and now we're navigating another journey and chapter of our lives but the first year with all of that being said has been amazing still i would say that without a doubt it was definitely one of the more challenging moments of my life but it's one that had put my brother and i into a position where i think we needed to be we are literally both just happy that we're both okay and that our dogs and the both of us survived what we have gone through. Life here in Hokkaido has been nice. It's been cozy. We still haven't made a lot of connections like we had in Tokigawa, but I'm sure with time that will eventually become a thing. The nice trade-off is, is that we do have family nearby, so we are able to spend time with our cousin and our nieces. So that is something that we really do appreciate, and it's nice to be able to have family close by versus just friends. I mean, don't get me wrong, the people in Tokigawa are family now, but it was nice to be able to move to a place where family was already there. My current thoughts about Japan haven't really changed. I still think a lot of the country is beautiful. I think a lot of the tradition and culture that has been preserved in a lot of the communities here is something that you just can't find in a lot of places. I truly appreciate the fact that the people here appreciate life and what they do. I would say that the only complaint that I have that actually does bother me is the fact that the drivers here are not good. They do the most reckless and dangerous maneuvers on the road that I've ever seen. And what drives me crazy is the fact that these people supposedly have paid thousands of dollars to go to a class to teach them how to be good drivers. 
but it has not worked. But overall, Japan has been eye opening. It has changed my view of my own heritage、uh, just based off of the fact that I thought I was Japanese until I lived here. I have so much to learn, not only the language, but more about the culture and a little bit more about the history and stuff. So that was a really nice awakening for me. is I thought I knew, but I really didn't. In the upcoming year, I hope for less chaos. Don't get me wrong. Like, I don't want any more chaos. But I hope for the same growth and excitement. That last year had provided us. I feel like my brother and I have gotten even closer with everything that we had gone through last year. And I feel that he and I both have grown in ways that we needed to, that we didn't expect. And for that, I'm very appreciative. So, my goal is to explore as much of Hokkaido and eventually the rest of Japan as we can. And to take every opportunity that we are given here and really, you know, maximize it as much as we possibly can. Because you never know when we won't be able to do it again. And, you know, for those of you who are following us, I think we have 400 something subscribers now. I just wanted to say that, you know, thank you for being here for my brother and I. Thank you for sharing this opportunity. This journey, this adventure, whatever you want to call it with us, because it has been crazy. But I also want to share with everybody because I want you to know that life is not curated. You cannot dictate what will exactly happen in your life. You can plan, you can prepare, but you have to be prepared or expect the unexpected because it's going to happen. That's literally part of life. So, that is my pledge to you to continue to do these podcasts so they're a little less curated. I'm not really going to edit these. You're going to hear me breathing heavy because I talk really excited and fast. And it is what it is. So, these podcasts will be the unadulterated version of our adventures through Japan. But going back to what I was saying, again, thank you for those of you who have subscribed, who have been with us on this journey. And I really hope that we're providing you with some type of insight into life here. <laughs> and if you do have any suggestions or you want to see something, please let us know because we're super happy to be interactive with the community that we're creating. So, yeah, this is a long enough podcast, I think. So, I'm just going to end it here. But again, thank you for those of you who are listening. And until the next one, I'll talk to you later.